we're just lucky to be um, together as well, as long as we have been. And, and really, I do love you. And um, I love you too. Welcome to the Winnie and Bill Chat Podcast. This is episode 17. Wrong. 24. 21. 21 of season two. I wasn't sure about the number there, so we're just throwing them out. But um, thanks for being with us this morning. And uh, Winnie, you got anything to say? <laughs> what are we calling this week's episode, Bill? Um, thank you for all things... All right, we're calling it I Am Thankful. Today okay. is Thanksgiving Day. The day We are recording this on Thanksgiving Day. Who knows when you're going to listen to it. But today we're going to do things a little differently. But before we get going, we need to thank Anchor Podcasting Platform. It is a free podcast platform. You can access it from the web or from an app on your smartphone. It's easy if we can do it. You can do it too. Thanks, Anchor. Thanks, Anchor. We also want to thank our son, Outdoor Andy TV, on Twitch and Instagram for setting us up with our sound system. So thank you, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Normally, the way we do our podcast is we will have nine photos that we'll um, go through, look at, and explain what went into making that photograph or what was the story behind the photograph or what we like about it or whatever comes up. Today, however, we're doing things a little bit differently. We don't have any photographs for Bill and I to look at today while we are talking, while we are chatting. Um, instead, Bill and I have both secretly listed five things we are grateful for, thankful for, and we're going to go through our list with each other. And then I will add the photographs later when I post the podcast. So I don't know what Bill's five things he's thankful for are, and he doesn't know what five things I'm thankful for. I bet you we have some overlap. I bet we do. I bet we do. So here we go. Let's start with what you have one item on your list that you are thankful for. Do you want them in any particular order? Whatever way you want to throw it out there, Bill. Okay. Well, I jotted some things down and then I uh, rearranged the numbers and kind of, kind of, I don't know why I thought I should rank one better than the other, but. Um, well, I don't, I wouldn't say, let's say right <clears> off the bat, these are not ranked in any particular you know any particular hierarchy there are five things we're probably equally grateful for all of them but uh, saying that i did the same thing i rearranged some of my order i stroked some things out and renamed them i rethought them so i guess maybe we should do a caveat that we are thankful for a great many things 
the list would go on and on if we listed all of the things that we are grateful for. That's so true. our five things that we listed were just sort of the five things that popped off the top of our heads. Well, the, the very first thing that I wrote down actually was family. Um, and I guess I'm just very thankful for the family that I have and the family that you and I have created. And, um, you know, we're really lucky to have the family that we have. Um, we're, we've been together for a long time ourselves and, um, our parents are, um, pretty special to us. And sometimes, uh, I know myself anyways, I, I tend to ignore my parents more than I should, even though they don't live too far away. And, um, so family is one of those things that, um, I take for granted and I shouldn't. And, uh, but I do appreciate everyone in it. I'm going to jump in with, cause my first thing on my list was family as well. And then I added a couple little footnotes that, what did I mean by family? Well, family, definitely our, our blood family. And then I extended that to friends and um, kind of extended family, if you will. But yeah, so let's kind of go through that. I mean, we were just, boy, the last two weeks we went over and visited your mom and dad. Yep. Um, we haven't seen them in quite some time. You know, COVID has kind of put a cramp in everybody's style. And uh, your parents are both in their... They both are 80 years old now. Uh, I didn't want to say they're in their 80s because they're just really entering their 80s. Yeah, my mom just turned 80 and my dad will be 81. Right. As a matter fact, of fact, the second year. time we visited them, it was for your mother's birthday. Yep. And we were there one day early, so she wasn't even 80 yet. <laughs> right. Yep. Now, I lost my dad oh, several years ago. Um, he died, I would say he died fairly young, 74 years old. I the yeah. older I get, the younger that seems to be. Yeah. Uh, my that... mom is 86. And uh, we talked about in a previous episode how we got to see my mom um, toward the end of August. And that was the first time we had traveled to Canada and got to see my mother and the rest of my family in over, I think it was like 18 months, right? I think it had been 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, you're right. We don't get to see, we don't see our families enough. We don't get to see. That's incorrect. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it needs to be a priority. Sometimes one day leads into another and into another. And before you know it, months have gone by and, or days have gone by and you haven't made that phone call. Or, and nowadays we have so many good ways to communicate. Your parents shy away from technology, but my mom leans into it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can we can FaceTime with her, uh, video chat with her online. We can send her uh, messages on Facebook and tag her in photos. And so we can keep in touch with her that way. Thank God. I did not put that I was thankful for technology on my list, but that kind of brings it up, right? Yeah, that was, I was just thinking the same thing. that That's something that should have been on the list, I guess. Um, I, I lumped. I put, I separated family and friends as two different things, but they probably should be all in one, but maybe I could uh, put family and friends as one and technology as another, because there like you, you say, yeah, the technology, like you say, my mom and dad, um, although 
they don't mind if somebody else uses technology to help if them. If somebody out. orders something off but, the internet for um, them, you mean? <laughs> as far as them trying to navigate the internet themselves or anything else, they just. I think the the furthest they've gone with their technology is a cordless telephone. Yeah, they got, <laughs> and they curse that too. And they curse that. <laughs> If it was up to my dad, he wouldn't have a telephone at all. So. Until he needed it. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny because when you're visiting them, if the phone rings, he curses it. But then as soon as he gets on the phone, he's happy to talk to whoever it is who right. has called him. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, too, am very grateful for our children. Our son, Andy, who we always thank for, for helping us with our podcast. And our daughter, Lauren. Um, and super grateful for our in our, you know, daughter-in-law and our son-in-law, our kids could not have been luckier in their choice in companions. Yeah. Yeah. We, we both, we both are very happy with our son-in-law and daughter-in-law. We're very proud of them. And, and uh, like when he just said, they, they couldn't have picked better partners. They really, they've lucked out and we've lucked out as our families have been extended. And um yeah, so it's been really nice. And their families as well. We've appreciated getting to know their families as well. So Exactly. I um we just talked to our son and daughter-in-law on the phone before we started our podcast. Our daughter-in-law has been through a lot of changes in this last couple of months. Um she started a new job, moving up the ladder a little bit in her profession and um Again, couple that with navigating COVID and working from home and figuring all of that out. And then her her father died unexpectedly. And um, so she's had a lot to deal with, with losing her father. Her father was a single man and lived alone. He wasn't a lonely man, but she and Andy and Sarah's mom and, and her husband had been working very hard to clean out, you know, a lifetime's worth of of um gathering possessions and and it's tough she's had a tough time so i am particularly thankful for sarah you know right now and that she's been able to navigate through this and i'm particularly grateful for her mom and and stepfather that they've been helpful and yeah um we also talked to our daughter this morning on facetime with our little grandson Arlo and we got to watch him crawl around and we got to watch him eat breakfast, double fisted toast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, both of our kids have um, led us to places we've never been before and challenged us to try new things and to uh, enjoy things that they have found that they've enjoyed. And so, yes, I am very grateful for our family. And friends, which we are finally starting to be able to gather back together with a little bit. Yeah, that's been that's been nice to be able to to gather again with friends. And I guess we've been really fortunate over the years. The the friends that we've made in in context through our kids from school and uh, and the people that we've come in contact here with and. And some of actually some of my old high school friends that we've been able to keep in contact with. I one of the things that I really like is when, and uh, Winnie and I and and two other couples. Um, now that COVID's 
well, I guess COVID hasn't got a whole lot better, but we've we've gotten vaccinated, so we feel comfortable getting together and sharing a meal and sharing our our lives a little more often. Uh, we would get together uh, and and take turns having dinner at each other's homes, and that's been a really fun thing for us to do. To how many years do. have we been getting together with the Hearts and Bakers for dinner? Usually, usually we do it once a month, and we rotate whose house it's at. Right. Um, we took a big pause during the initial portion of the pandemic, and we've gotten together a couple times now since we've all been vaccinated. How many years do you think we've done I'm it? I'm thinking we're close to 10 years we've been doing this. I, I almost wonder if it's more than that. So it's interesting because we have uh, watched each other go through raising kids and getting kids off to college and different job changes and marriages and births and and uh, yeah, it's fun to get together once a month and cut loose and just. Yeah, we get to complain about our things going on in our own lives and we get to talk to each other about. Celebrate the good things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we do. We get and sometimes it's just kind of interesting to get somebody else's take on the situation, whether it's something that you're dealing with or something you're happy about or. Uh, just different life experiences that they're having that you might not be or vice versa. And when you just... talk about friends that we've made through our kids, the ones that come to mind very quickly are Dave and Renee. Yep. Um, and Dave and Renee have been friends with us since our kids were in kindergarten. Right. And um, so we've, we have lived a lot of life with uh, Dave and Renee as friends um, they live in Sheboygan where we used to live. So we're a little further away from them now, but, um, I love early in the morning sometimes when I get a call from my friend Renee and we can be on the phone for an hour or more catching up and, and, and chewing on things that only she and I can <laughs> chew on together and gossiping about things we've seen on television, our favorite shows and, um, I am grateful and thankful for our friends, all of our friends, but um, in particular for me, it's nice to have a girlfriend like that. I, you know, I had on my list um, as number two was that I'm thankful and grateful for my husband. Now I know that kind of rolls into the family thing, doesn't it? Yeah. You didn't do that. <laughs> no, I was, I, you are, you are my family. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why I mentioned it before I said we move on to the next thing on our list, because really that should have been included with family and friends. But I had it as a whole separate category, Bill. Yeah. OK. Well, I just said to you the other day after we left my parents' house, I said to you on the way home, I said, I'm really, really thankful for you for for being with me and being um, a partner that understands each other's uh, families and we celebrate them together and we're just lucky to be um, together as well as long as we have been and and really I do love you and um, I love you too it's, it's you just, know we are lucky that we have been married for a long time how many years 37 years our parents um both were I, my mom and dad were were months away from um, their fiftieth wedding anniversary. Your parents have already had a fiftieth wedding anniversary. Yep, they're pushing um, sixty now. I think. So before we get too sappy, 
Um, what did you have next on your list of things that you are thankful for? The, one of the things that has always been something that I've appreciated um, is nature, actually. Um, when I was younger, I loved to be out in the woods, and I was fortunate to live up live in the country. Um, and I always took for granted how I could just go walk in the woods if I wanted to, or, you know, I, I learned about everything about nature really growing up and, and take it all for granted until you're, um, until you're away from the space you grew up in and the things that you felt were, uh, just secondhand, um, just took it in for granted that it was there. And, and the more that I've got older and cherish the times that I get to go out and walk around in the woods. And, um, even though we, we live on a property that has a lot of woods around it, I kind of curse those woods. So they make work out of it for me, but when you got to um, blow leaves and cut yeah, up down trees. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. There's a good side of nature not so great part of nature, but I, you know, uh, even when we have to do that stuff, we always like, I think it's the dreading having to do it. That's worse than the actual doing of it. Yeah. I know yeah. where we live and, and we're, um, you know, custodians, if you will, caretakers of 24 acres. Yep. And uh, so it's a lot of work and blowing leaves is a big, big job that takes weeks to get it done. And I always dread it. But when I get out there and I, you know, my muscles are warmed up and I'm in the, in the groove of doing it, I, I kind of like it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's you start to notice things you don't normally notice and you get to know the the ground more intimately than most people do and yeah yeah it is crazy the things that you start to notice that you otherwise would never even pay attention to i grew up a little bit more city than you but still in a in a small enough town that you know everybody's pastime basically was to go camping or canoeing or you know so um Nature is a very good choice of things to be thankful for. I know you grew up really, you know, fishing and hunting, and it was something you did with your dad and your brother and um, fishing in the summer, fishing in the winter. It was a big part of your life for sure. I, I almost put that I was grateful for wildlife on my list. I didn't do that. Um, I would put that into the nature category. Yeah. Yeah. Um, boy, I mean, we still get excited when we maybe are chilling in the living room and we see a group of deer walk past our front yard. I, you know, it's it's pretty common for us to see that, but we get excited every single time. Yeah, I was, I think it was two days ago, I was at the kitchen sink doing some dishes and something caught my eye and I looked up and there was a deer literally three feet from me outside the window and he was, she was as uh as shocked that I was there that as I was to see her and we just kind of stared at each other for a minute and I said hello honey and she ran away and stopped <laughs> and looked back at me and then ran some more so, but yeah that's the kind of stuff that we're fortunate to have happen here. Yesterday Bill had a dentist appointment and um, I went along for the ride. He was having something uh, more intensive done than usual. And he thought he might need someone to be his driver on the way home. So I went along, but I stayed in the car during COVID. They don't want too many people into uh, a medical office. So I stayed in the car and 
they must have a bird feeder or something around there because the place was totally, I'm going to use the word infested <laughs> with, with squirrels. squirrels. Yeah. Yeah. There was squirrels everywhere. Red squirrels, gray squirrels, black squirrels, squirrels that evidently had mixed colors. I said to the, to the lady that was uh, the, the dentist assistant when I was sitting in the chair waiting for my procedure to start, uh, it looked out into the woods behind the place and there was squirrels everywhere. And I said, this is the United Nations of squirrels. <laughs> she goes, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, they're, they're, this is our entertainment all the time. I so. tell you what, I was entertained and it was maybe an hour that I was sitting in the car by myself and I was just having a really good time. It was for a second, it kind of creeped me out because they were, they were totally surrounding. There was squirrels all the way around the car. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of acorns right there is what they were all yeah, after. It but... is a kind of an oak forest right there, isn't yep. it? Yep. Yeah. Nature is a good choice, Bill. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Even though sometimes it can be brutal to people and property and things, but um, in it, all in What's all, the I, most brutal thing that you have seen in nature Take that wasn't caused by uh, human intervention? Can you think of something? That I've personally seen? Yeah. Oh. Catching you off guard here. There's a photographer, a young, young guy from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, that has some really awesome, um, well, he has lots of awesome photography, but one thing that he has posted a couple times that seems really brutal and shows you that nature is nature is what it is. And it's a, a photograph he had of a fox. He found a fox that was eating on a carcass. Mm -hmm. And then um, the fox picked part of it up to run away. And what it was, was another fox. Yeah. And so he has this amazing picture. It's hard to look at, but it's an amazing picture of a fox carrying a dead fox's head in its mouth as it trots off i know one brutal thing we saw one year was it been a long hard winter do you remember this and we were driving somewhere and on the side of the road was a dead skunk oh and there was a raven eating the skunk to me that's pretty brutal yeah and the the raven you know ravens are pretty uh they're definitely scavengers but you could even tell like the raven was had the look on his face like I am so desperate. Yeah, he did. I'm eating a skunk right now. He would now. peck a little way at the skunk and, and then, then he would shake his over. head like. Ah! Yeah, and hop over and like dip his beak into the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry, but man, this is tough. Yep. We've seen it's hard. I'm sorry to call you out on it without you thinking about it ahead of time, but we have seen some amazing things out in nature. We have. Yeah, we really have. I put as my number three thing that I am thankful for as um, art and photography. Photography is my, on my list as well. Ah, <laughs> what I love, first of all, I just tend to be a right brain person. I uh, love creating. I love to put things, beautiful things together, things that maybe are thought provoking, things that are um, beautiful and pleasant to look at. Um, I have enjoyed art endeavors all my life, including drawing, painting, and photography. Um, when do when would you say you started to get involved in photography, Bill? Um, well, back 
back when I first got out of school, I actually had uh, my my roommate in college was a photography major, and so I got even though I wasn't picking up my the camera myself, I got to work with him quite a little bit with uh, some of the projects that he had, and uh, first got and I uh, the idea that he was learning and telling me as we were doing some of the crazy things we did to get a, a, sh- a project done for his class was that just to look at things differently, you know, just to, just to look at, um, he would do a lot of streetscapes and those types of things. And we would just look at the little things that were taking uh, the odd thing out of uh, what was going on around you. So I kind of got an opportunity to look at things a little differently. And then when we started dating, and you were into photography and I got the opportunity to, to learn from you. And, um, I guess that's when I first really got a passion for it was when, when you and I started dating. How lucky are we that we enjoy, uh, you know, something like that together? Yeah, we are lucky. Um, we have lots of friends who are photographers whose spouses are not into it. And, you know, the idea of ha- getting in the car, and taking a long drive so that you could possibly get a picture of, you know, um, I don't know, an owl that's something like two hours away and, yeah. and just wandering around the car hoping to find something to photograph, you know, would probably be torture for someone who is not interested in photography or. Um, so we are really fortunate. And maybe that's what I should have put down is that I am most thankful that you and I share a love of photography together yeah yeah i guess i'm equally as thankful for that um you know every time we seem to have a a day off together or a little time to spend we're always looking at each other and what do you want to do today and i don't know why but almost the first thought always comes in my head is well what can we go take pictures of and uh, unfortunately, this time of year, it's really gray here. The sleeves are gone. The snow is trying, but not not getting any amount of snow at all yet. And so there's not a whole lot to take pictures of. And I just feel disappointed when I can't do that anymore. So, November is a challenging month. Um, but I, I think that if we really put an effort to it, we could get out there and find something interesting to photograph. But it is, it's not as obvious in November. You definitely got to push yourself more right now. But yeah. I I find um, for me, the creative process is almost um, is almost for my mental health. I, you know, I, I love to go out and take pictures, but I also love to edit them afterwards on the computer. I, I find that relaxing and soothing. I also love to draw or paint. And when things, if I can make myself do it, when things feel out of control or tough things happen in life. If I can lose myself in an artistic project, it helps to center me and calm me down and make me feel better. So, um, and I'm happy that I'm grateful and thankful that you are supportive for that, you know, in those endeavors for me. Yeah. And I'm equally as thankful that you are willing to let me tag along in your, uh, photography. And, um, I, really do enjoy it. I wish, 
I wish there was a way for us to make it our our full time employment as far as that goes. But it's so we could do a, nothing but that. That is a tough road <laughs> to hoe anymore. So ah uh, um, yeah, I I see photographers and artists. Well, artists have always struggled. I think, but photography used to be you know pretty legit um, career option, but um, yeah. as technology has advanced and people have had more access to becoming photographers themselves. It has become more difficult to make a living as a photographer. So yeah, 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 we are, when we're out driving around looking for wildlife, chances are we're talking about scheming and trying to figure out how we could make this our full-time gig. We've done that a lot. We'll keep scheming until we figure it out. We'll keep scheming. Yeah. Until we can afford to retire. Right. Right. And then it won't matter so much, but yeah. So Hey, before we go on, we should break for a commercial break here. We're supposed to get our sponsors involved here. So um, we'll be right back. We don't have no stinking sponsors. <laughs> Fooled ya. Who do you think we are? <laughs> so now that that crazy thought's over. <laughs> we listen to a lot of podcasts. When we spend time in the car driving around looking for wildlife or beautiful things to photograph, we listen to a lot of podcasts and Bill and I always comment at the some podcasts have a lot of sponsors. Some have just a few and some like us have none of none at all. We just depend on you guys to want to listen to us. That's all. Yeah. So we're thankful for our listeners as well. We are absolutely thankful for our listeners of our podcast. Every now and then we get discouraged and say, this will be the last podcast. Let's not do this anymore. And inevitably we'll run into someone who will say, Oh, I just started listening to your podcast. I have so much fun listening to you on my way to work or whatever. And all right, then what do we say to each other, Bill? I guess we'll keep going. I guess we'll keep doing the damn podcast. <laughs> yeah. There's no, worse things to do. That's for sure. We like doing it. Yeah. Yep. Before we move on to the next thing on our list, there's a few things I want to point out in my um, thankful for art and photography um, topic. Okay. And one is the local um, art group in here where we live. Um, there is an art collective in town that Bill and I have been a part of. There's an art gallery in an, another small town close by that we have been uh, members of. Um, there is an art class that meets here at Park of the Pines once a week. And I love that. How lucky am I that I can just walk a few feet from my front door and join into an art class once a week. Lucky. I'm very thankful for that. And also once a year, um, the local art collective has a um, art camp, which meets um, here at Park of the Pines. And I really look forward to that. Five days of um, a whole group of creative people and exchanging ideas and sharing tips and, and technique and uh, showing off their works. I just, I love that. Um, also, if you've listened to our podcast very much at all, you'll know that I am also thankful for Jim Doty, who is um, a photography mentor to Bill and I. He does normally a photography workshop here once a year. We've been down a couple of years now with COVID, but I am grateful for, for Jim and his knowledge and his willingness to share it so um, 
abundantly with people as well. We've also made, you know, quite a few friends through both of those groups. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, we, we definitely have made friends and, and, uh, a lot of, uh, we've grown ourselves, um, not only in our, on our, our personal, um, ability to do things a little differently because of them, but just having another set of friends that, um, you get to see somebody else's experience in life that you wouldn't otherwise know. So I, that's, it's really thankful to be able to, to share that with other people as well. The um, camps and the workshops, um, it is amazing how if you spend a few intensive days with people, how close you can get to those people. And they become lifelong friends. It's, it's pretty amazing what happens at camp, if you will. All right, so let's move on. The next thing that I have on this blends in really well. <laughs> the next thing I have on my list is Park of the Pines. You know, I think we have exactly the same list. We have the same mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you live together for a long time, I guess. I am thankful for Park of the Pines for so many reasons. And um, it goes way back because I started coming to Park of the Pines when I was a... Uh, um, if not a baby, quite young with my family for church camps. And uh, I have made lifelong friends um, at camp, at youth camps, at family camps. Bill and I met at church camp. Um, so I am grateful for that. As an adult, um, I was grateful to be able to bring my kids over here when they were little. Their grandma and grandpa for 10 years in their early retirement years where um, had the position that Bill and I now have. They were campground managers at Park of the Pines. So our kids grew up here, able to run around and feel safe and use the lake and meet people. And, um, and now it's a place where we work. So it's, it's our shelter. It's our livelihood. It's uh, a place for, for, you know, using our talents and being creative and, all right, what do you have to say about Park of the Pines, seeing as it was on your list? Well, I was going to say the, the all of the things you said, plus, um, you know, we're in a position now to be able to um, help other people feel the same way we do and, and get an experience from a place that's pretty special. And and uh, it the camp had definitely made a, made a difference in our lives, the way we look at the world and the, and the way that we um, try and look at other people and take time to uh, figure out, I, I don't know when I heard it along the way, but sometime while I was going to camps here or my life early on, um, people, someone said, and I don't even know in passing, but um, take time to to try and figure out where people are coming from when they say things or their opinion of, of whatever if you simply take time to figure out what it is, why they feel the way they do and, and, and what, where they're coming from in their own opinion, um, makes a huge difference in your understanding of that particular person and, and their, um, where they're at in their life. And I think that's one of the things that camp can do and that you can, you get friends that will be your friends for a long, long time, even if you've only seen them for, you know, once or twice um, after camps are over. I mean, 
I just, we just had a, a call two nights ago from somebody that I was in camp with when we were early in high school years and just called me to say, Hey, we're in town for a couple of days. Hope we can get together, you know, and that's the kind of stuff that you can uh, get a chance to catch up with people that you haven't been able to see forever. And, and uh, it's just a great experience to be able to hopefully share that with other people. One of the things that, one of the projects that we've um, done or has been done here at Park of the Pines since we've been here was replacing the signs, a sign out by the highway and a sign on the side road entrance to Park of the Pines. Um, in, you know, previous editions of the sign, it would say Park of the Pines Community of Christ and Community of Christ is the church that is the umbrella um, that owns all the campgrounds. Um, we made an addition to that on our newest signs. It says um, Park of the Pines Camp and Retreat Center, a place of peace. And I think that that little, that little line, a place of peace, is so important to what Park of the Pines is all about. Um, you know, we, like Bill was mentioning, we, we grew up going to camps here and we've made lifelong friends and had life-changing experiences here. And now we get to be a part of seeing that happen for other people, um, adults and children alike. But it's really fun to watch the, you know, the youth camps and watch kids who come from all different backgrounds, um, you know, challenged, economically challenged, affluent, um, you know, from professional families to uh, blue collar working families. We, it, everybody comes. And when you're at camp, there's no definition of what your background is. You're just all kids at camp. And it's just fun to see them fall in love with the place and make these friends that they, you know, that by the end of the week, they don't want to leave. <laughs> and, right. Yeah. Um, one time, Bill and I sat in on a youth worship service and, um, you know, young, young people person after young person got up and talked about their experience, especially at camp at Park of the Pines. And they all referred to it as this is my home. And it really struck me that for some kids, you know, some kids are moving all the time from one home to another, from one parent to another, or one configuration to another. And for some of these people, um, Park of the Pines is the most consistent, most peaceful thing in their life. And man, does it do my heart good to know that we can provide that for those who need it. I, I, it's hard for us to, I think, put into words what, why we are thankful for Park of the Pines, the many ways we are thankful for Park of the Pines. And for us, it, it is this particular campground, but there are other campgrounds out there and other entities that own them, other churches, other organizations. And I'm sure that the people involved in those feel the same way. We're just speaking from our experience, but um, yeah, it, we we both have said that <clears throat> although we feel like we do have a special place here, that kids that go to camp um, just have a, a little leg up on other people. I think it's just one of those things, and like when he said, it doesn't matter if it's our camp or or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm partial to our camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the idea of uh, being in a camp setting for a, a, just a, a short period of time can really make a difference in somebody's life, and and we're we're hopeful and helpful 
hopeful, excuse me, that we can um, continue to do that for a while. You know, earlier we said we are thankful for technology, which I am grateful for technology. But sometimes technology can take over our lives and we start to live our lives through sort of an artificial, um, you know, through a screen. And what's really cool about coming to Park of the Pines to camp at a family camp or a camp that's for all ages or a retreat that's for for anybody or a youth camp and people have life-changing experiences, whether they're a camper or on staff at a camp often, is that you learn, you get a chance to reconnect with people in real time, you know, people with people, relationships in real, in the, you know, in real time. And um, at, at youth camps, we ask that the kids leave their phones at home or we lock them up and, um, and people have to just communicate and, and, get along the old fashioned way. And it's amazing to see that happen. You know, people getting along, sitting around at the end of the day with instruments and jamming or just talking and playing great. board games, all kinds of things that, <clears throat> yeah, that was one of the things that we, we kind of have worried about over the last few years is that because people have gotten wrapped up in technology and personal devices so much that it, people don't feel like they need to go and be with other people. and. I saw a video online the other day of um, it was inside of an airplane and there was a mother traveling with a young teenage daughter and the daughter was having an absolute meltdown. And at first other passengers thought that she was freaking out because she was afraid to fly. But then it became more clear that what had happened was the mother had taken the daughter's phone away from her because the plane was getting ready to take off. And, uh, turned it off or put it into airplane mode or something. And the daughter was having a fit, an absolute meltdown and was yelling at the mother and half beating the mother and yelling at other, um, people on the airplane. It was terrible. And I thought how terrible that we are becoming so addicted to social media and technology that we can't even, we don't even know how to behave without it for a couple of hours. So. I am grateful that our camps can help kids um, sort of unplug for a little while and learn how to how to have those relationships without relying on a screen. Uh, we talked about um, how grateful we are for friends in our one of the first things on our list. And I'll tell you, for us, you and me personally, Park of the Pines has provided so many friendships and uh, yes. new friendships and old friendships, but. Um, yeah, and a very diverse group of friends and people that we have met along the way and spent time with. And that is an added bonus for sure. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, we, we, we are very fortunate to have the diverse friends that we have uh, that are literally all over the world from time to time. So, um, yeah, it's been a very special place for us. And, and uh, hopefully it will continue to be for some time to come. If our knees can take it. If our knees can take it, yeah. <laughs> um, recently, um, a group of people have started to meet every Sunday afternoon um, here at the park for, um, they're calling it Peace in the Pines. It's kind of, I've started to say for church. It's kind of like church, but kind of an alternative version of church. Um, we meet and have about a half hour I don't even know if you would call it a church service. It's more like a devotion. 
and uh, it's very laid back. Um, and then afterwards, we have a meal. And usually it's a pretty simple meal. Some roasted chickens and some baked potatoes and a salad. And if anybody brings a dessert or something else to share. Um, and we all have a family meal together. And um, man, have I been enjoying that. Yeah, the idea. I mean, and there's, and there's um, quite a diverse group in age and, and background. And, and it's just always really quite interesting the conversations that come up and and the things that we get to talk about and and it seems like every week we learn something about one one of the group that we never knew about before and these are people that we have you know most of them we've known for a long time Right. right it's amazing how when you share a meal together how um conversation flows and how much more relaxed you get with each other. And and like Bill said, we get to know each other on a way deeper level than we ever knew them before. So that is another thing that's happening at Park of the Pines that I am thankful for. Yeah. So what else you got on your list, lady? I have one last. Have we reached the end of your list? Yes, because I doubled up on a couple of okay. things. The last thing that I have on my list is that I am thankful for the National Park System. Ah, yes. And then I would add into that the state parks as well and all, um, you know, public lands that are sprinkled out throughout the whole United States. Um, we have always enjoyed going to state parks. Yep. Um, and, you know, state, different state. We like Taquamanon Falls and some, some of those places. But um, when our daughter Lauren was in college, she, without us knowing it, had applied for a job at Yellowstone National Park to work for the summer. And I was floored when she told us that, weren't you? I was like, where's this coming from? Yeah. I mean, this is a kid that when she was growing up, she couldn't stay at a girlfriend's house overnight without calling us in the middle of the night to come get her. Right. And all of a sudden she, we were, I mean, she was getting along fine at college, but I just couldn't imagine that she wanted to go a thousand miles away from home for the whole summer. And yeah, we were like, well, how are you going to get there? She had yeah, a plan. Got a plan. I bought yeah. bus tickets. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. So um, that first summer that Lauren worked at Yellowstone at the end of the season, we drove out to Yellowstone National Park to pick her up. And so that was our first visit to a national park. Was it Bill or had we been to the, uh, Sleeping Bear, Sleeping Bear Dunes in Michigan is a national park, but I guess I never thought of it as a national park because it really is. For one thing, it's, it's way too close, close to, to home. home. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was our introduction into the national park system, and um, and we've been we've been smitten with that ever since. Yeah. Now I I, I don't know about you, uh, but my for myself. Um, I would love to go out all of them if I had time and money to do it. I mean, it's, it's... you know what? The first time we went to Yellowstone, I mean, I was just floored. I mean, I knew what Yellowstone was. We've watched, you know, nature programs sure. a lot about the national yeah. parks. and um, But seeing something on a television screen and then actually experiencing it yourself is obviously so different. But Yellowstone is just a magical, wonderful, weird place. It's just. Yeah, we've been there several times and I'm sure we've hardly scratched what Yellowstone has to give to. It's right. It's just right. one of those oh, things absolutely. that keeps you drawing you back to it. And when you want to go see the next little spot along the way. And every the time, time you go, it's a different experience. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, then we've talked about how we went to Arizona and we went to the Saguaro um, National Park in Arizona. Yep. And um, then you and I took a trip just before the pandemic started or as the pandemic was starting. Little did we know it was starting. When we, we took left. a trip to um, Arizona and Utah and we did um, the Grand Canyon, Zion National Park, Bryce Canyon, and Capitol Reef. Capitol Reef, a.k.a. the gravel pit. <laughs> All in the same trip. I, there are places, we only spent a few hours at Capitol Reef and we, we weren't necessarily big impressed with it but i think at capitol reef we need to do more research and we need to have time to be able to get out of the car and take some hikes i think there's some really fantastic um there's some great hikes that we just yeah. one of the problems we have is we go on the spontaneous trips don't do a whole lot of research and then afterwards we go maybe next time we should pay a little more attention to what to do there and timing you know yeah. the the yeah. day we went to Capitol Reef, we had a little bit of trouble navigating to where we needed to be. And then by the time we got there, we only had so many hours and we should have planned better for sure. But right. do you remember what you said as we were driving into Zion National Park? And granted, it was kind of a rainy, yucky day. But you said as we were driving along the road into the park, we'd gone through the tunnel. And we were driving on a switchback and the landscape was just laid out before us. And you said, I don't remember. <laughs> was, wasn't that, uh, you said it's like the national parks are all competing with each other to who's the most impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. They are. I mean, they are awe inspiring places and thank goodness somebody has had the foresight to, um, put these places aside to keep them natural as best they can and keep them set aside so that people can enjoy them. They're not privately owned so that you, nobody can go on those places into those places and enjoy them or, or take advantage of their, you know, oil companies or whatever that would just yeah. destroy them. You know, um, our national parks are treasures and, if you have any way possible that you can go and visit our national parks, I suggest you do that. Absolutely. Yeah. You I won't would regret agree. it. I would agree a hundred percent. I, you know, um, and we may do this as a topic down the road, but I had suggested that we do um, a podcast episode about um, a list of things that have changed our life. And one of the things that I was going to put on that list and we'll put on that list probably if we ever do it, is the morning that we spent at Bryce Canyon waiting for sunrise. Yeah. That was that, pretty special. That was so cool. And we left the hotel really early. This was in March. It was a pretty cold morning. Um, we got some, some weak coffee from the hotel lobby and we got to the viewing spot we wanted to be at for Bryce Canyon before the sun came up and we waited and uh, we waited and we were the only ones there for a long time. Then finally just one other couple showed up and you could feel the sun starting to come up and you could feel the warmth of the sun a little bit and you could hear the ravens flying around in the canyon. And uh, as the light started, you could start to see the, they call it the cathedral, right? Yeah, it was and starting to, sun was hitting it. And you see all the hoodoos and the red rock and you yeah. could hear the rocks cracking 
yeah. in the um, in the cold. Um, there was some snow that was accentuating the rock in the in the in the big canyon. And yeah, you know, amazing. I've seen I've seen time lapse photography of, of settings like that, and I'm always amazed with that. But we got to we got to live it that morning. It was spectacular. Yeah, I mean, I felt like I don't. I, it, there aren't words. Sometimes there just aren't words. But, you know, the the ravens were talking to each other and I felt like the ravens were talking or squawking at us and and it was echoing in the canyon. And it was just like for a few moments, for a half hour, for an hour, we were part of nature. Yep. And we were part of that glorious, big whatever. It, I'm That was just spectacular. I don't know if that that could have happened anywhere else. It was just, yeah. It was definitely a moment. Yep. And I, and I think if we get on a plane right now, we could get there by tomorrow morning. <laughs> I know you are constantly scheming away for us to, to travel and, and explore some more parks or go back to the, some of our favorites. And I, I think I might be addicted to that. So. I think it's addictive for yeah. sure. Yep. For sure. So here it is, Thanksgiving, and you and I are recording a podcast, and we will be spending the day just together. Uh, yep. Lauren lives way far away, too far away for us to spend Thanksgiving with her, although we spent some time this morning. Um, Andy and Sarah are spending time with her family, which we're happy um, for them to do. We spent a little time talking to them on the phone this morning, and we have the whole rest of the day to appreciate and be thankful for each other. Yeah, and we got some pie to eat, too. We've got some pie to eat. <laughs> um, lastly, and mostly, we are thankful for anybody who's listening to our podcast. Absolutely. We hope that you're not bored. We hope that you have a few takeaways from anything that we might be chatting about. We hope it inspires you to try something new or go to a new place or start your own podcast. And if you do, let us know because we'll listen to it. Definitely. Thanks for listening in. And I hope everyone has a safe and and happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks.